everyone. This is the Crime Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime suspense and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before I bring on my guest, I'll just remind you that the Crime Cafe has two ebooks for sale the nine book box set and the short story anthology. You can find the buy links for both on my website, debbiemack.com, under the Crime Cafe link. You can also get a free copy of either book if you become a Patreon supporter. You'll get that and much more if you support the podcast on Patreon, along with our eternal gratitude for doing so. But first, let me put in a good word for Blueberry Podcasting. I'm a Blueberry affiliate, but that's not the only reason I'm telling you this. I've been using Blueberry Podcasting as my hosting service for my podcast for years, and it's one of the best decisions I ever made. They give great customer service, you're in complete control of your own podcast, you can run it from your own website, and it just takes a lot of the work out of podcasting for me. I find for that reason that it's a company that I can get behind 100% and say, you should try this. Try Blueberry. It doesn't require a long-term contract, and it's just a great company, period. And it also has free technical support by email, video, and phone. So you can get a human being there. Isn't that nice? Hi, everyone. My guest today studied art and illustrated books before she started writing them. Um, She is a web developer and a designer, an illustrator and artist, and a writer of psychological thrillers crime and suspense. I'm pleased to have with me today my guest, Amelia Neymark. Did I say that correctly, Amelia? Yes. Yep. Perfect. Wonderful. I was going to ask you about that and I forgot, of course. Thanks for being here today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm just thrilled. Certainly. Um, I have to commend you on your guest post. I mean, that really, it just evoked the feeling of being there in upstate New York. I mean, I've been there and I've yeah. almost drowned there myself. <laughs> so. I know. I, <laughs> I, I was amazed. I actually listened to your uh, collection of near, near-death experiences. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> it is rather astonishing yeah. that I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. I have to tell you. Huh? Um, yeah. Um, Behind the Lie is the second book in your Sylvan series, correct? Yes, correct, yeah. And uh, Sylvan is the name of the town where the series takes place, right? Correct. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, Tell tell us about your protagonist, Lainey Bird, and what inspired you to write the series. So so first I want to talk a little bit about Sylvan. So Sylvan is a made-up name, but it's for a very real place. And I basically set both novels um, in the town where I live. So the street where my characters live is, you know, when I write it, I imagine the street that where I live, I look out the window and I describe the houses that I see and the roads that I see. And when I write about neighboring towns, I actually use their real names. And, you know, when my characters move around, they use real, real highways and everything. Um, And Lainey, is also similarly a bit of a hybrid. So um, she is she used to be uh, an NYPD undercover detective, 
before uh, the first book begins. So before the first book begins, that's what she does. And she works a, a Russian mafia racketeering case that goes really, really bad. She quits the NYPD. Um, at the same time, her husband, who she loves crazily, leaves her and leaves her in charge of their 10-year-old kid who's, you know, not an easy child. And so she's she basically, before even the series begins, she, she's kind of in this place where everything she ever worked for, everything she ever wanted, everyone she ever loved is gone. And she has to rebuild her life, which she begins to do, and she has to rebuild herself. So by the time the second book begins, Behind the Lie, she's beginning to sort of find a foothold in a new life. And she's at this point, she's a, a private investigator. So she's kind of moved on a little bit since the first book. And she loves, she loves doing that work. She loves being an investigator. She loves the detective, the cerebral part of it, but she's also very, very good at, you know, she kind of has the gift of gab. She can convince people of anything and she can get people to open up to her, which was, which served her very well when she worked on the cover. So she kind of still continues to use those skills in her new life. And uh, the second book begins with um, a, a gigantic block party that goes very, very bad. There's a, there's a shooting, there's a, <laughs> there's it's like, a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. There's arson, there's all kinds of stuff that happens. And a um, couple of people go missing, including like the one friend that she made and her in this new life where she's kind of like learning how to trust human beings. And all of a sudden, like the one friend she has is gone. And she begins to realize that even this one person that she has grown to really, really like and trust had this gigantic, gigantic secret in her life that basically exploded that night. Wow. That's really something, I mean, that beginning really just kind of hits you with everything that's going on, the fires, the gunfire, it's, it's something else. It really pulls you right in. Um, I'm interested uh, in how you developed her backstory. How much did you flesh out the backstory before you started the series? Uh, good question. Um, I knew that, well, I knew that she was going to be working a racketeering case because my husband was an NYPD detective and he was an undercover and he worked the racketeering case. And I thought, well, why don't, why don't I need to invent anything? All I have to do is just, you know, I have a crime right here and somebody who worked that crime, he can tell me all about it. So that part of it kind of was ready-made, kind of came along and I, you know, he didn't work with the Russian mob. He worked with a different mob, but I know, you know, I'm Russian and being Russian gave me enough of a confidence to write about Russians in the mob, even though I don't know any Russian mobsters, but I figured at least I could write about the culture. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Wow. So, Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, and I, but that so that was that, and then her family. I I guess I'm I'm just very fascinated about of writing about women, and women within families, and women facing 
sort of life challenges and professional challenges while still being having all these I don't even know if I if I'm gonna if I say they're intrinsic feelings or society imposed feelings, but whatever it is, I think we can all agree that women have different pressures on them in our society than men do, and it combines everything. It combines work, it combines life, it combines children, family, whatever it is you've got, it's different. So I knew that that was going to be what I would be writing about. That's really interesting. Really, really interesting. I love, love that your comment there. And I, yeah. I also think it's great that you had such a wonderful inside source there with your husband being oh, a yeah. detective. And yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm like you way. yourself have some interesting background in terms of where you've lived and all of that. Yeah. That's well, I mean, I figure I, in my career, I'm in IT, which means that I basically stare at a screen all day long. So um, I had to, I had to kind of mine, <laughs> mine my background for more interesting things to write about than you know, how to code. <laughs> well, well, it's still, it's still great what you're doing because knowing code is a really important skill these days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, what made you focus on psychological thrillers as opposed to calling yourself, say, a private eye writer? Uh, well, I think it just goes back to the fact that I'm, even though I write genre, I'm much more interested in characters than what is, I, I think, I think there's maybe a misconception that genre writing is um, not as focused on characters, but I think especially over the past like decade, it has become much, much more character centric. And I I love not just writing about some crazy crime. I love to figure out why a person wanted to commit the crime. And I'm not as interested in writing about, you know, a criminal just because they're a criminal. I want to find out how a, a perfectly, what you would consider to be a normal person leading a regular life with a job and the family becomes a criminal like what happens you know that makes that makes it very interesting for me it's a great question too yeah. um you do write beautifully about upstate new york um apart from almost drowning there uh, yeah. <laughs> what uh, is it that interests you in particular about the place well it is it is beautiful and i i really just react um, just it, it, it being around all the all the green stuff and going hiking. I mean, that's just like I just love it. But aside from that, there's something incredibly interesting about upstate New York because it has such a rich history in the country. Um, a big chunk of the Revolutionary War was fought really within like a 12 mile radius of where I live. So like West Point is you know a 20 minute drive where Benedict. Where, not Benedict, John Andre, when, where John Andre was uh, captured is like a little hiking trail, also like a 20 minute drive. You know, where he was held is still a tavern, like he was held in a tavern and it is still the same tavern and you could still go there and get a sandwich, which is unbelievable to me. 
um, like America is such a young country, these kind of things you're more likely to run across in, you know, in Europe. But this is one of the places where the past really kind of coexists with yes. the present. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and I find that, I mean, I love that. And then it's just um, the other thing that's been happening over the past few decades, really, and, and has sped up in the past maybe 10 years, is that a lot of the arts community is being priced out of um, New York City, and they're basically like moving up here. So um, filmmakers, screenwriters, musicians, artists, writers, I mean, there's more, more here than I think like pretty soon that's going to be in Brooklyn. And a lot of places that we go to and we meet like young hip people and we're like, you're not from around here. They're like, no, no, we just moved. I'm like, let me guess. <laughs> you used to live in Park Slope, right? And they're like, yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, wow. it's, it's great. So it's like all the good stuff. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, who are your favorite writers? Which ones inspire your writing the most? So I have, I definitely have um, some go-to writers who just, the moment the book comes out, I buy it. I, I pre-order it and I just I can't wait. And, and or I've read it multiple times. And one of them is Tana French, um, who is absolutely my go-to for, you know, this kind of character-driven crime kind of writing. Um, Lisa Jewell, she's another one. Um, and although, uh, there aren't going to be any more books coming forth from Anne Rice. She was a gigantic, gigantic inspiration back in the day. Mm. So mm -hmm. those are those are the, the ones that come to mind like right now, but I'm always discovering and rediscovering new writers and it kind of depends. So. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It seems like there are a lot of them out there who are just extraordinary. Yeah, it's hard to Actually, keep up. I, I, I just realized that another one who I really, really like, and I'm reading his new book now is Chris Bojalian. Um, He wrote The Flight Attendant and his new book is um, The Hour of the Witch. And I'm reading that right now. And he's very good. I've got to read that one, The Flight Attendant, because I saw it on TV. Yeah. And I'd be, yeah. I'd be interested in reading the book, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a quick read. Huh, great. Um, do you do a lot of research before you start working on the story? I do, I do. I have to do a lot of research because I have to, even if it doesn't go into the book, I have to understand it. I have to understand everything I'm writing about so that it, so that there's a certain confidence, not just in the writing, but when my characters talk about something, they, I have to write it as if they really know what it is, um, even if it's, you know, like there was one short story I wrote a few, a few years ago that ended up in an anthology. And in it, I was writing about um, a man who swims out into the waters off of Cape Cod. And I needed to know, like, how far can a ship be for him to be able to see it? How, what time of day would he have to be like what 
I couldn't just, I started thinking, well, there's tides and there, how shallow is the water and how cold is the water? I had to know all that. None of that made it into the story, but I still had to know what it would be before I could write it, you know? Absolutely, so. yeah. Um, how do you manage your time in order to get your writing done between your work and and so and, forth? And living. Um, and living. <laughs> so I, I write in the evenings, which I find that's that for me works works out pretty well and usually an hour a couple of hours and I try to do it every day when I'm when I'm writing like when I have a book that's happening it's it's I try to do it every day if it doesn't happen every day I don't I don't you know kill myself over it but I try I try for every day and every once in a while I go out with my friends instead but and that's okay you know but you're allowed yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> you're allowed to have a life. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what are you working on now? So I do have another project that I'm kind of waiting to see if I'm going to be allowed to keep going with it. But um, I am very excited about it. Is it part so, of the series? Uh, I would like it for to be part of the series. It yeah. would be. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Excellent. Good. What advice would you give to someone who would like to have a writing career? So um, I think the way I, what, what I think is that you have to be clear in your mind that you're writing because you love writing. Because if your goal is anything else, you, you're not gonna be happy, right? You only, the writing itself has to make you happy. So that's the first one. And the second one is um, try to write, you know, consistently and be persistent. And if people, if you get rejections, keep writing because in the end you have, again, ask you, every time you get a rejection, you say, did I enjoy writing it? Do I want to keep writing? And you know, if the answer is yes, then you keep writing because you're going to get better and pretty soon you're not going to have a rejection. You're going to have an acceptance. So. Exactly. Yeah, it's um, persistence and so forth is key here. And as you said, enjoyment of the process, because if yeah. you don't enjoy it, what's the what's point? the point? Exactly. What's the point? <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about before we finish up? Um, no, this has just been a, you know, a lo lovely conversation. And um, this is this is like one of the incredible perks of being on this journey, other than the writing, is that I get to meet interesting people and talk to them. So I understand yeah. that feeling. When, when yeah. Back in the days when I was going to conferences on a regular basis, it was so exciting just to meet other authors. Exactly. Just, just be friends, just exchange views, that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. that's what and it, I did. Yeah, yeah, and I find that writers are um, pretty interesting people. They tend to be pretty funny, too. Yeah, definitely. Which, and I appreciate that. And they tend to be real supportive too. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my point. gosh. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm just really glad that we were able to do this. I'm, I'm happy that you were willing to wait for an interview because my gosh, the podcast seems to just be kind of expanding in terms of when the next spot is available. <laughs> I know, it's so impressive. When I, when I was like looking into it, I'm like, well, I'll have another book coming up next year. Might as well, <laughs> might as well book it ahead of time. All right, you know? <laughs> I'm glad you think yeah. long-term. That's the way yeah. you got to think in this business. Yeah. I really think so. Yeah. So I really appreciate your being here today and I enjoyed talking to you very much. Well, thank you, likewise. Thank you. And I will just finish up by saying to all you listeners, be sure and check out our Patreon page. Um, I'm adding Discord access to me as part of as one of the perks at all levels. Now I'm just getting to know Discord through another thing I'm doing that's not really writing. It's um, kind of writing related, I suppose you could say, but be that as it may, I'm kind of getting to know Discord a little bit. So if you want to get to know Discord with me, join me on Patreon, become a patron, and uh, you can uh, reach me anytime, I guess, uh, through Discord. Uh, maybe it's better than Facebook. I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I'm learning. Um, I can't believe actually that I'm doing a podcast, let alone being on something called Discord. That's what's so funny about all this. Um, in any case, uh, please do check out the Patreon page. And I'll just finish up by saying that we have a very special guest next time. It will be best-selling author Karen Slaughter. So in the meantime, um, take care and happy reading. Thank you.